Dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Emmanuel Sun is on standby with the health segment today. He will talk about tobacco advertising. Thereafter, we'll be having Sister Becky Runga join us during the Bible segment to talk about growing in Christ. But first, let us listen to Thika Central Choir with the song Furaha Gani.
Welcome back, dear listener. It's time for the health segment with Emmanuel Sandy. Be blessed. Let's remind ourselves on what we learned in our last program on tobacco wars. First, we said that smoking kills more people than a number of other ways in which people lose their lives when combined. We also said that smoking shortens the lifespan, unlike in the case of non-smokers. We also said that despite the health warnings on billboards, magazines, or on other packets of cigarettes, the tobacco industry still has a strong foundation in that decreasing in the total sales is out of question. We also learned that non-smokers can be victims where smoking is at its highest level. It's at this point we say that the tobacco industry is making a serious amount of income to the government. Lastly, we said that the tobacco industry is one of the best known industries with a potential gaining power. In today's edition of our program, we're going to talk about tobacco advertising and its targets. With all the restrictions and lawsuits being placed on the tobacco industry, these days, tobacco manufacturers are really being put under the microscope. One area in particular that's being scrutinized is tobacco advertising and its targets. Who are they targeting and how effective is their advertising? A few months ago, two new studies came out tracing the impact of tobacco advertising. They focused on the influence on adolescents. The first study indicates that the tobacco industry is effective in luring adolescents to start smoking. The second study suggests that the tobacco industry's advertising campaigns at least double the risk for particular adolescents to begin smoking. In some parts of the world, there is growing concern over preventing adolescents from even starting to smoke. Despite these plans, findings, and other allegations, the tobacco industry maintains that its advertising isn't geared toward adolescents, but rather to adult smokers. Tobacco manufacturers use sponsorship to lure adolescents into smoking. Young people link sports with cigarette advertising through a tobacco industry's sponsorship of other major sporting events. The tobacco industry also targets its advertising on developing countries. Very often, the people in these countries are uneducated about the health hazards involved in smoking. The education of consumers in some countries caused tobacco sales to drop. Seeing this, some tobacco companies are looking to those unsuspecting less developed countries. Many developing countries such as Cambodia lack any kind of legislation or control policy on tobacco. We can all agree that smoking is harmful to the health. This has been established by so much scientific evidence that it's hardly a point that even needs arguing. The question of accountability is an interesting one because it comes into nearly all aspects of people's lives. People try to influence us in so many ways and the onslaught of contradictory information that comes to us daily from the media can be enough to make us throw our hands up in despair. Sometimes it can be hard to know what is true and what is false. Ultimately, no one is responsible for your life but you. Remember that whether the issue is smoking or anything else, you need to make the choices that are the best 
for your life and your health. You have been given a great gift, and that's life. Make sure that you do that gift justice. Don't let anyone else influence you to throw even a single minute of it away. Thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you abundantly. Welcome back to listener and I hope you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter Samuel Mangi. For your views, comments or questions about the show, write to the producer Adventist World Radio PO Box 42276 Code 00 Nairobi Kenya or drop an email at awr at Let us now have an item from Thika Central Choir entitled Kwamahitaji.
It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I invite Sister Becky Arunga. Welcome, sis. I am amazed at the grace of God that bringeth salvation. This very grace that has been poured unto us all, that we may be found in God's presence, that we may have a dwelling place where God is. This very grace that gives us hope of salvation, hope of the soon coming of Christ Jesus. I delight to share in this salvation with you. I invite you that we may together learn of the word of God and learn of his patient ways. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, our hearts are filled with joy, for that is what may come and come our way whenever we meet you. We rejoice in the beauty of your holiness and in the marvelous creative works that we see all around us. As we want to study your word, Lord, we pray that may your spirit of truth be our teacher. To this end, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, what is your experience when you are with the Lord? How has it been growing in Christ? How has it been since you gave your life to Jesus Christ? How has it been since you began to serve the Lord? Do you experience any change in your life? Are you stagnating at the very point you were when you first believed? Or have you since backslid from the very presence of God? Life and its vicissitudes are very complex. The things that happen on earth day by day challenge the very beliefs that we all dear to our heart. Many are the times that our Christian beliefs are challenged to the core. Even so, God is faithful, and he shall not allow us to suffer anything beyond our measure. He is always with us, and his grace is sufficient to see us through. Then how be it that some of us are still at the very point we were when we first believed? How be it that some people have backslidden since they believed? And then how is it also that others seems to have grown higher and higher in the walk of faith? The Bible has this to tell us in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. Though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Beloved, the writer of Hebrews is bringing out a startling point to us. He is using the very object the very object lesson of a child, of a young baby who is fed with fast milk, 
then there is a winning period for them to start eating somehow semi-solid foods and then later they begin eating solid foods. And this is what you want to see. How does it play in our lives? How does it come being to us that we are able to know, that we are able to know the will of God in our lives? Verse 12 begins by saying, For though by this time you ought to be teachers. Beloved, let me address the first instance of the moment we obtain salvation. There is need for us to grow in Christ. There is need for us to be perfected from one glory to the other. There is need for us to know the perfect will of God. And that is why the writer of Hebrews is saying, For though by this time you ought to be teachers. It is sad that some of us, since we gave our life to Jesus, we have not taken the step further to grow in him. We have been comfortable with the salvation that we have. There seems to be no effort towards us to ensure that we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now Philippians reminds us that we need to work on our salvation with fear and trembling. For it is the Lord who works in us to will and to do according to his pleasure. In essence, it brings the view that divinity partners with humanity in the growing in Christ for us to attain that full stature in Jesus. And so the writer is telling us, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. We are not yet there because we have forsaken the principles. We are not yet in the position of making known the word of God to others or living a life worthy of the higher calling of faith because we have forsaken the principles. We have slighted the principles of God. We have lightly regarded that which God has placed in us. And so we need to be taught the oracles of God. Therefore, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. There are the basic things of salvation that we need to understand. We need to understand the fact that salvation is by grace through faith. Salvation is in Jesus Christ himself. No other name have we been given on earth but the name of Jesus. No other name suffices to save us from our sin but the name of Jesus. It is said that anyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. The longer we study the word of God, the more we get our minds sharpened to the works of God and that which he desires for us. Verse 14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. There is no other way to become mature in Christ than by use of the salvation God has given us. There is no way we can be mature in Jesus unless we make use of the grace of God that brings salvation. By exercising the grace of God that brings salvation, our senses are sharpened that we are able to discern both good and evil. Now, how be it that we are able to use 
that which God has given unto us in the form of his salvation. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. To in essence, it means that by use of the grace of God is that we have been able to make use of the grace of God to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. That as a person, since the time you accepted Jesus, you have been able to stand for the right. You have been able to stand to the truth. And as you stand up for God, he is able to sharpen your mind. He is able to sharpen your wits and you're able to become someone skilled in righteousness, discerning both good and evil. Peter talks of this growth in Jesus using a very powerful example. He talks of something that you and I may borrow from to know exactly what it means to use the grace of God to deny ungodliness. First Peter, second Peter chapter 1 verse 5 says, But also for this very reason, for the very reason of using the grace of God to deny ungodliness, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Virtue is a way of living contrary to the patterns of the world, living a life that is godly. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, it is a high time we stopped taking the milk and gotten to solid food by virtue of making use of the grace of God that brings salvation. As we come to a close, beloved, know this one thing for sure. There are many professionals in the universe, in the world, but that is not what the world wants. The greatest want of the world is the want of men and women who in their innermost souls are true and honest. Men and women whose conscience is true to duty as the needle is to the pole. Men and women who are not afraid to call sin by its right name, and men who shall stand for the right though the heavens fall. That type of minor woman can only be found by he who accepts to make use of the grace of God that brings salvation. If that is your prayer that you be counted among the number, join me as we make it known to God. Our dear Heavenly Father, you remind us of our duty towards mankind and towards you. I pray that you may help us to sharpen our wits, that we may grow in Christ daily, that we may learn his word and learn his patient ways. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for you always answer us when we call unto you. Now to you only wise God, be glory now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, beloved, for finding time to listen to God speaking to you. Till next time, be blessed.
Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God be with you. Have been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Remember, stay safe, stay blessed. <laughs>